Alright, hello beloved, you're welcome to uh, Victory Corner Podcast. God bless you for staying connected. You might be listening to this on YouTube right now or on Facebook, but wherever you are connecting from, it is well with you. This ministration was inspired by the Holy Spirit and the message came while I was talking the Word of God and the topic is Judas dealing with the demon within Judas dealing with the demon within Judas um, represents some characters today everyday character actually you find them in every generation people whose whose interests in uh, in certain things blinds them right whose weakness which which uh, consequently provides this canal interest in the things of the world are forced to give up everything even their salvation uh, just to please their fleshly desires Judas is one of such characters. He was called like the rest of the disciples. Yes, he was called like the rest of the disciples. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 17, Luke quotes Peter as saying, Judas was numbered with us and had obtained a part of the ministry. So he had been accepted into the folk and had become one of them. How many were there? Twelve. So he should be the twelfth person, whatever number they are given. Let's say there's there's a hierarchy. Or uh, let's say the number represents a hierarchy, right? But we understand according to the Jewish history that uh, he was the one responsible for managing their funds. We don't know how much they have, but, but, but we know that somebody had to be the one holding the post. Alright, so you would be thinking that, that should be Matthew. Matthew was a task collector and by his calling had a different assignment, which is to take records, just like uh, you had John doing too. And uh, the rest of them that have that had records, even those that did not make it to the Bible. Alright, so aside being just uh, the disciple, he was also a money holder. And also a spokesman. For the ministry just like every one of them you are a representative of the ministry of our lord jesus christ so you're expected to speak well of your master wherever you find yourself so his later activities point to the fact that he might have also been a diplomatic person how do i mean somebody who who, who can talk who can negotiate who can dialogue who may, may have a political uh, inclination right uh, so to speak the kind of guys you find in meetings who are outspoken who negotiates deals and all that who understand the workings of the society the community the the polity uh, and, and will be able to negotiate a good front for any organization they are founded so so he is among those who felt that Jesus had come to start a revolution so he he was excited about that and 
had hoped that that's what it would be. Right, but uh, over time they've, they've they've found he found he you know, he and the rest of them just like Peter, Thomas, and some of some of them now discover that Jesus's approach was not through violence, but to win them to to God and to have them receive a renewed heart. All right, so these guys, I believe, at a point were disappointed. So he was not uh, completely into Christ. He was just the observer type of follower who who is waiting for an opportunity to to take a seat, to take an uh, an appointment, to grab something. You know, he wants to be the uh, among those that will go down in history as the saviors of Israel, just like you had Joshua, Caleb, and Co. So he, he, his heart was still very much canal. And he would later take on bribes to sell out classified information to the enemies of his master. Right, so he would he had times when he would sit with Pharisees and negotiate how much they could pay him to give them certain information on the movement of his master, of his crew, his colleagues, so that it would be easier to have him arrested. So I mean, if you if if you have an understanding of what I'm talking about, you may you may figure out that he perhaps would have been the one that went to the Pharisees to even uh, make that offer to them to consider giving him something so he can lead them to master. Right? Some some Jesus movies would paint Judas to be one who, who was trying to push his master into acting out, knowing that he has already gained crowd. So. To make him really take the position of a savior to save Israel, he needs to be challenged. So, so these movies make us see it that Judas had to think of a way to get his master into fighting. Because what do you mean? This this man has uh, powers. He can heal the sick, so he can even command fire to come down. He has to be a very powerful man, a prophet at that. So. Ooh. So that way he, he he sold the idea to them. Now, so he would later buy properties with the money he makes from such negotiations and <laughs> dialogue where he eventually killed himself. The same property. Alright. Alright. Uh, a, a piece of land. Right. Which uh, was gifted to him. And it's worth that amount that he, he he sold out his master on other classified information to the Pharisees, such as where they go to pray and locations and all that. So the, the, the land was worth 30 shekels or thereabouts. So that's the same place he he took his life. But today we're, we're, we're going to really understand who who what uh, who he really is. All right, just like we have introduced here. And why him? So people ask every day, just like you may be asking. If Judas, if Judas had acted differently in contrast to the portrayal in the Bible about him, would he have lived? Would Jesus have died? Oh well, Judas, Judas was not the only one that betrayed Jesus. Remember, Jesus is God the Son. Adam did too. Adam did him in the, in the Garden of Eden. He betrayed God, the retreat, our Lord. 
they ate the forbidden fruit. Peter did. You may call it denial, but yep. He gave up on his master. It's a form of betrayal by denying him on three important moments that he would have defended him. Right, so you see Saul disobeyed God's instructions and brought home loot. Alright, so you know Samuel trusted him so much and, and God was somehow heartbroken to see that this this man that he poured oil on could do this, could disobey him. It's a form of betrayal. Disobedience can be a form of betrayal. Lying against the one who trusts you can be a form of betrayal. Selling information out, information out that would hurt your your master, your, your friend, is a form of betrayal. Solomon disobeyed his uh, his father. All right, it he disregarded his instructions when he was dying. So he told him to follow God closely and to obey of every law. And God's instructions to him. He also disobeyed God. Remember, God came to him too. He disobeyed him utterly. It's a form of betrayal too. But uh, Judas' case is different because there had been a, a prophecy against anyone that would betray the Son of God. Alright, so to be to, to be able to betray Christ while he was on earth, you really need to work with him closely. So so he fell in the in that cycle. Of, of the men that we are really close to him, who we today call our foreigners, the disciples. Alright, so to betray the Son of God would be considered an abomination. Alright, you find David prophesying in Psalm 41, verse 9, as well as Psalm, Psalm 65, verse 25, and Psalm 109, verse 8. You can check that out later. So you can see uh, how him. Prophet, that's David. I like to call him prophet because his psalms are really prophetic declarations, and which are still very powerful now. So he said something concerning the one who betrays the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, and what will happen to him. How he, his flesh will be desolate, how he will have the descendants, and all that. So so you see, he was in this in the cycle of uh, the people around him, the community around Jesus. I mean, one of the communities, the disciples around him, the men that he selected to work with him. All right, so you, so you have to be close to a person to be able to betray them. So these men, we are very close. They had his information. They know where he will go to pray, where how he sleeps, all right, where, when he wants to go, where he would go to. So these guys had this information. So if anybody should betray Jesus, it had to be one of them. All right, so but then Judas had the opportunity of having his doubts cleared if he was having doubts about Jesus Christ. If he was not seriously understanding what God's, what Jesus' assignment was really, he would have asked really. So you see, he, he had a problem of not really asking. He was too fast to draw conclusion. And secondly, he he is this materialistic, you know, activist guy who who is interested in what he gets from a thing. So his mind was on cutting out a deal from this and doing this to get this around. I get the money and Jesus still defeats them. I win win, you know, so he's that he's that kind of person that so yet again the the enemy of the saints, Satan, had the opportunity to tempt mankind, just like he tempted Job and so many others. So this time around he he came 
to the inner circle of Christ, and Judas considered the idea of betraying his master. So when Jesus, when when Satan came to Judas, he he connected to the proposal. I mean, that that is true. I can actually make something out of this, even if he eventually strikes them dead. Let me cash out from it. Alright, so the physical occurrence that we experience are mere manifestation of what had already been done in the realm of the spirit. Remember, the Lamb of God had been slain before the creation of man. Alright, okay, so so he coming to earth to die was a manifestation of what had already be, uh, been done in the spirit realm. So he has to be betrayed. Alright, he has to be betrayed. Alright, so it would without doubt take the one he calls his friend to hand him over to be killed right so the sacrifice itself is an expensive one one which would uh, cost god his son to implement therefore his betrayer would naturally feel like a great abomination too as well as his death so there are there are there are, there are three three players there were that were directly involved in the death of christ one was his father who who, who gave him up to be sacrificed, even though Jesus accepted it. But it was up to the Father to say, you go, I approve, go and do that. He would have said, oh, this is my only son. All right, I won't have you die. But he gave up his son. That's what the Bible said in John 3, says, for God so loved the world, so out of love he gave up his son, that he gave the world his only begotten son, right, so that you and I can be saved. Secondly, his friend would be the one to betray him this is player number two his friend happened to be judas the one who that's eats dines with him had to be the one to betray him the third player is the people that kill them the pharisees the, the jews that kill them all right so, so so these three guys these three players played a very important role all right but because of today's ministration we we are really interested on player number two his friend why he had to do it so he uh, judas had the option of not doing it right but he chose to do it because if he did not do it satan will go for another person and tempt the other person with such an offer and if he falls remember the world was a dark dark place man was very carnal so it wouldn't it wouldn't cost him anything to to bring uh, to arrange somebody to betray jesus if he doesn't succeed with the disciples, he can go to the mother. If he doesn't succeed with the mother, he can go to the brothers. Remember, at the point, the brothers were not really following the ministry of Christ. Alright? But they were his brothers. So he could use any person close to Jesus to do that. He could use Mary Magdalene. Alright? To, to use some, some other way. Just like something had to fall to Delilah. Just one ordinary girl he found somewhere, maybe in a, in a hotel. He had to lose everything because of him. Alright, so we we, we 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 see so many Judases out there. Alright, so not necessarily the one we, we know about. If you go out there, you're going to find people who can easily betray the Christ at any given time because of what they get, because of their ambition, because of their weakness, which of course they have admitted is their weakness and have yielded to it, because of sin. Right, right. So these weaknesses are the demons in every one of us. Right. So how do you overcome them? By really, really, really taking care. Right. Paying attention to them. Because if you don't pay attention to yourself, how would you know your weakness? If you don't pay attention to yourself, 
if you really don't pay attention to yourself how will you know that you are doing well not that is why in second corinthians paul advises us to do what examine ourselves properly so that we will not fail right we may think that we are doing well when we are not really doing well right so you see uh in, in such a situation you see you see um um christians who who have relaxed about their faith or their progress who, who don't really check themselves so did judas check himself he would have really overcome that temptation at that point all right even when jesus said to him are you okay fine jesus was unknowing so he already knows that judas has gone somewhere to discuss with them remember he cited natana before natana even became a disciple his disciple he, he saw him in the spirit under a tree all right perhaps studying the scriptures torah or something else all right so he 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 sees he knows our heart he could read the hearts of the crowd there he was unknowing as he was god in human flesh so judas had already began the negotiation so while they were on the table in the last supper jesus reminded him to go and complete what he has already agreed to do yes judas agreed to do so why judas because he agreed to do so who was he he was one of the disciples of christ he was the one who was handling the post he was the one who was always proactive in negotiation in dialogue full of suggestions and ideas one that was, that was ambitious and yet very carnal so that was judas right so he was among the 12 elders so to speak among those around jesus right so that was judas all right so judas was a disciple of christ and why him because he gave himself to his flesh right he he surrendered himself to his flesh his flesh controlled him praise god so that is why it was judas so beloved we do use this opportunity to look at yourself to study your weaknesses you may be surprised to find that you are almost doing what judas had done Oh, we betray him every day. We betray God, betray Jesus every day. We deny him the, the, the lifestyle that we live, that we choose to live. We deny him on a daily basis. We do. And it's not funny. Because if we, were, if, if we do examine ourselves, we would make really uh, big progress. Even ministers and as pastors, you could be betraying Christ. Forget the title. Forget the title. If you don't examine yourself regularly you will make a mess you will even betray the one you say you are representing whereas judas as close as he was to jesus never asked jesus for clarification if he was lacking that he was so fast to draw conclusion and was so ready to move away to cash out that is why he failed yes there had been a prophecy about a person that would betray Jesus, but no name was given. The world was full of men who would negotiate their souls for riches. So finding such a person may not be difficult. So the devil will keep trying until he finds the person Jesus won't be betrayed. That is the truth. There is nowhere Judas's name was written in the prophecies that preceded that event of him betraying Christ. 
Right, so it had to be him because he gave himself up. He gave himself up and became an instrument in the hands of Satan. And as confused as Satan is, he thought by doing that he would still silence Jesus and nullify the project. He couldn't cancel the project. He couldn't stop the project. And later did he know that by dying, Jesus would, would even win him, even while on the cross. And around the third day he will rise again. He would be mad to find out later that he has been scammed. <laughs> he has been deceived, right? Alright, so child of God, take your time today. Do it now, not tomorrow. Look within. What am I doing? Am I doing right? Is the choice that I made in life the one that is in line with God's will? Or have I betrayed my master again? When we, when we deny Christ, when we live a life of sin, we betray him. Maybe he has already died for us. Right? When, we, when we throw his cross aside and go back into the life of sin, we are doing much worse than Judas. So if Judas had really said no to the offer, and this is the answer to the first question that you asked, would he have lived? He would have lived. And would Jesus have died? He would still die. He would have still died. But tell me, if there was no sin on earth, his coming would be in vain. But because there are sinners, because there are sinners, alright, there will always be an instrument the devil will use to execute his work. Okay, so now, 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 now you see, because such a person is condemned, you don't, you don't blaspheme against God and really find it easy. You don't betray the, the Son of God and find it easy, really. Because that particular one that will lead to the death of Christ was already marked as death. Right? It resulted in the death of the person. It's a prophecy that came to pass. But no name was mentioned. We didn't know that Mary would be the mother of Christ. Yet a virgin would, would have a child. We didn't know. Neither did her parents, her great-grandparents. No. Alright? You would not know the mind of God. It's hidden from us all. Unless the Spirit reveals it to you. If you need to know. Praise God. Right? So may God help you. May God help your family. May God help your children. May God help your pastor, help your bishop, help your pope, whatever office holder is in your church. To always examine himself. Right? To always examine themselves so that they don't make the very same mistake he made right this very same mistake that judas made that cost him a place among the disciples these men were precious to uh, to, to jesus so to to have to lose your seat because of greed because of your flesh it's, it's a very foolish uh, mistake. Okay, so like Paul just said in Second Corinthians 6 verse 5, I will always say this, examine yourself. Do it because you want to be better. Do it because you really, really want to do much better. God bless you. It is well with you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.